Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. If the Lord were to place you King of Judah, King of Israel, if he were allow you to be king or queen, how would your reign look? Would there be fire on your altar? Would the house of the Lord be neglected? Would your kingdom be full of lust and perversions and the people turn their hearts from God? Or would they all unite and turn to the Lord? Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. So it's dangerous. I realize sometimes it can be detrimental to share testimonies, sometimes, especially when the pastor shares testimonies, because people have a tendency to idolize. Ooh, I can't wait. Let him pray for me. How about you get the oil and pray for yourself? You got what I'm saying? And there's nothing wrong. I'll pray. I love to pray. I really do. And I love to pray for God's people. I really do. I have for years, years. And it's still a fire that burns brightly in me. But it's, it's even better. When you stand out on faith, you take that atmosphere with you. And you pray for others. And then you come with the testimony of how God used you. Wouldn't it be a wonderful thing as each one of you in this room had testimonies of how God used you mightily? Wouldn't it be a wonderful thing? Everyone that's joining us online, wouldn't it be a wonderful thing? Instead of just one man. You got what I'm saying to you? I'm telling you, God wants to use you in supernatural ways. Supernatural ways. There's some other things I want to tell you, too. And um, we'll get to it, Lord willing. But let me officially welcome you to today's services. Welcome our online community that are gathering from all around the world. Welcome, welcome, welcome in Jesus' mighty name. And as every week, uh, I want to give you guys the opportunity to give into the ministry. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. There you can find today's message and so much more. And while you're on the website, click the Give button and just give. If you want to give a dollar, give a dollar. If you want to give $10, give $10. Whatever God puts on your heart to give, uh, as you communicate with the ministry, I'm telling you, you will, dec- you will begin to see the flood of blessings coming back to your life. It's, really, it's a law of reciprocity. It's a law of reciprocity. Uh, the Bible says that we should communicate to him that teaches. You're receiving, then you, you give. Amen? Amen. All right, so, uh, but again, I'm not telling you to give so that I will be blessed or the men should be blessed. We give so that we can be blessed. There's a blessing in giving. There's a blessing in giving. Amen? Amen. So there's so much more we can say about that, but we'll talk about that some other time. Today, we're going to go into part number nine, and I pray you're ready for this. You can go, we're going to go into part number nine of the series entitled Fake Church. Now, I've been telling you for, I guess, nine weeks or so that there is danger coming and that there is safety in the presence of the Lord. 
Now, the things that are going on now in our world, let me tell you now, um, prophetically, this stuff that's happening now is the judgment of God. And I'll tell you about what that means and how it applies to us. Now it applies to you and your families just shortly. So stay with me. Let's go back to 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy, the third chapter, 2 Timothy 3. We're going to go ahead and read verses 1 through 5 as we've been doing every single week. And it says this. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will be, rather, they will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that can make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Now, as we talk about the judgment of the world Understand what I mean by judgment and really what judgment is in Scripture. Judgment happens when the Father removes his presence, when he removes his hand. Danger and evil is already on the planet. It's been on the planet since Adam and Eve. And when the presence of the Lord is there, that stuff is stayed. It is back. If you will, he's like our force field. His presence, his influence over a person's life, over a region, over a nation, over people. But when, it, but when those people that he's been guarding and protecting and providing for say, we don't want you. We don't need you, God. As a matter of fact, there is no God. We're going to do what we want to do. The father is merciful. Yes, he is. Oh, my goodness, he is slow to wrath, so kind, so patient, so patient, much more patient than I could ever be, so patient. He sends warning after warning after warning after warning, and after all that, people pushing him away and pushing him away, we don't want you, 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 and the father simply gives them what they want. And so he steps away. And when the hand of God, when the presence of God, when the presence of God steps away, that that he's been holding back then comes. Then comes in. And thus you'll see the judgment of God. Now there's nothing that you and I can do as believers to stop the judgment of God. But what he's called us to do as believers is to pray for the world. Pray for those that are under that so that they will find a place of repentance and turn to him. That's your job. That's my mandate. That's our mandate. Pray for them that they find the place of repentance and turn to him. Now, I want you to notice something. That even in, the, even in the Old Testament, now the Lord really continued to deal with me about this and deal with me about this, so I need to share this with you. In the Old Testament, as it relates to judgment, 
there were a number of kings of Israel and a number of kings of Judah. When you research all the kings that were there, you'll find that certain kings did evil in the sight of the Lord. And when those kings did evil in the sight of the Lord, they erected up Baal um, and false altars, altars and just astroph poles. And like we said before, they uh, created places where they would burn their children and just, just terrible things, just awful things. All of that was governed by the king. The king opened the door and that stuff came in. But then there were just a few kings, like, of course, David, who didn't allow any of that to happen. Solomon, David's son, came to reign, and for the first part of his life, he did well as king. But then toward the end, he began to drift away, and he let all of these foreign gods come in, and judgment began to come. But the Lord was merciful. He held back, and he was still over his people, still was there. There were a few other kings like uh, Hezekiah and there, and um, uh, Jehoiah, I'm sorry, no, um, Jehoaz, I believe. Anyway, one of the kings that um, they did what was wonderful in the sight of the Lord, and they put away all those foreign gods and things, and the Lord really began to bless them. Or rather, Josiah, that's what I want to say. I think Reverend Richardson talked about Josiah earlier. But it was the king that determined the tone of the kingdom. It was the king that determined the tone of the kingdom. If the king was in order, the kingdom was in order. If the king was out of order, the kingdom was out of order. The king, the king. And this is what I heard, and this is the question I will bring before you today as we really begin to get started. The Bible declares in the book of Revelations that the Lord has made us kings and priests. So I will say to you, I'll ask you, what kind of king are you? What, what are you allowing in your kingdom? We look at the kings of Israel. We look at the kings of Judah. We, we, we look at them. And again, some kings, they came to power and they loved the Lord. They loved the Lord and they would really follow after the Lord, but they left some of the pagan shrines in place. They left it in place. They let the people do what they wanted to do. Then there were other kings that, you know, they, were, they went straight. They, they forgot God all entirely. But then, of course, the best ones that were that worship the Lord with all their heart, all their soul, and all their strength. And they banished all the other things. What kind of king are you? If the Lord were to place you king of Judah, king of Israel, if he were allow you to be king or queen, how would your reign look? Would there be fire on your altar? Would the house of the Lord be neglected? Would your kingdom be full of lust and perversions and the people turn their hearts from God? Or would they all unite and turn to the Lord? What type of king are you? What type of king would you make? What would you do? 
What would you do? Then I began to answer the Lord and said, hey, you know, I would be the king and there would, there would be fire on your altar all the time. I would cast out everything else and make, make your altar, make your house the center of everything. The light would shine from your altar. The light would shine from your house. But then he corrected me. He showed me how the light was not just meant to shine from his house but from every other place as well around the kingdom. How his glory is not just meant to be in his house, but in your workplace and in your home. When you go out and shop, when you go to a party, the glory of God is to spread all throughout the kingdom and not just to be restricted to one place. We are meant to be a city that is set on a hill, like a candle that's set on a table, on a lampstand that gives light to the entire house. Your most important job is, one, number one, repent on behalf of you, your family, and this nation, and intercede for them that they would turn to Christ, that they would turn from their ways, and we'll show you this in the word of God, and also to stand. It is not so much in what you say to people, but it is in who you are. What you are will speak so loud that people will barely be able to hear a word that comes out of your mouth. What you are, who you are. You see, because the power of God, the presence of God, starts from the inside. And it works his way outside. We've done a lot of talking, a lot of talking, a lot of talking, but not a lot of living. People can, and I've heard them say, when they're getting ready to fight, they say, don't make me lay my religion down now. Don't make me do it. I've heard others say it's time for us to go witnessing. It's time for us to go witnessing. I understand that. But if you can take him off, you never put him on. It's possible to go witnessing, but it's also possible not to be a witness in the first place. It must be who you are. Being a Christian, being a Christ-like follower must be who you are, not what you do and not what you say. It must be who you are. I am that. One of my favorite times or um, instances in one, a movie, my I've seen this movie many years ago. I, I cannot advocate for the movie. Um, I saw it many years ago. I can tell on myself, it's all right. It was the movie Flashdance. Many years ago. A story of a young girl who wanted to become a ballerina, become a da-da-da-da-da, but she worked in a steel mill and she she 
made her way through it, making extra money by going to one of the clubs and doing her little dancing. It was not a very provocative movie or anything like that, but I would not advertise it. But what I'm saying, there's one part of the movie that I saw. God began to speak to me about it. Now, again, I'm not telling you to go see it, so don't. It's, it's very old. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and so when you get in front of the microphone, you're telling yourself. But there's one part of the movie that really spoke to me. The Lord spoke to me, and it has stayed with me. He wrote it on my heart with indelible ink. He, he chiseled these words in my heart, and I never forgot it to that day to this day. There's a song in that movie that said, she has danced into the danger zone where the dancer becomes the dance. Just that phrase rocked my world. She has danced into the danger zone when the dancer becomes the dance. And when I heard that, it's like the Spirit spoke to me. You can get to the place where you become the message, where you become the word, you become what you preach, you become what you proclaim. You are no longer separate from that, but when they see that, they see you. When preaching is not just what you do, you are that. I am that. That I cannot be separated from what I say, I am that. And when we can take stuff off and put it away, that's when we become or can be branded as fake. When you are that, that's when you walk with power and great authority. From that moment to this moment, my prayer is, Lord, make me that. I just don't want to preach it. I want to be it. There's no separation between the two. Are you hearing? The difference between real and fake church. Fake church, you can go to it, go to church, but never be the church. Never be it. The ones who will move with power, especially in this time of judgment, this time of darkness, the ones who will receive great wealth, great substance, who will thrive in this time, are not the ones who can put it on and take it off. Again, if you can take it off, you never put it on in the first place. The ones who move the power are those who have become that. There's one prayer that I often pray. I say, Lord, let your glory shine about me, in me, and through me to effect a change in the world around me. I pray, Lord, don't let them just hear me, but let them hear you through me. Don't let them just feel me, but let them feel you through me. Lord, when I walk in the room, I want you to precede me, and you go into the room. Let the atmosphere be changed by your awesome presence, because I know that you're here. 
And I've seen that happen multiple times over the years. Your prayer life determines your direction. It determines what opens the doors to you. How you pray determines what doors will be opened. Not just what you pray once, but what you pray consistently over and over and over and over and over. The cry of your heart, the beat of your heart determines what opens before you. What opens before you? What you will manifest. This is the hour of manifestation. The hour of manifestation. What will you manifest? What is manifesting out of your life? What is appearing out of your life? What can be seen out of your life in and through you? Who are you? Are you hearing? Who are you? What have you identified with? How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as one of those gazelles just off by yourself somewhere? Or do you see yourself in him and him in you? There is nothing stopping you from becoming all that God has created you to be. No devil in hell could stop you from becoming all that God has called you to be. Nothing, nobody, not your neighbor, not your worst enemy can stop you from becoming what God has called you to be. The only one that has that type of power is you. You're the only one that could stop the very power of God from flowing through you. The only one. God is in you. The very presence of God is in you. When you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life, you are the beneficiary, the beneficiary of the impossible, of limitless power. Limitless authority. There is no limit to what God can do through you and with you. The devil can't hold that back. Your haters cannot hold that back. None of them, the whole planet, if they join together to hold you back from, from manifesting the power of God, they can't do it. You're the only one who's strong enough to do it. You're the only one strong enough to hold back God in your life. But the moment you agree with God and you continue to agree with him and you become that, nothing can restrain you. Nothing. The impossible becomes possible. Your wildest dreams and greater than that become true. We'll get to this. That's another movie I saw. I know it, you kind of know it. It's tell on pastor today, online community. It really is. As I feel the Lord taking me this way, I'm gonna follow Him. He uses sometimes songs to deal with me. This is another song 
you may have known, known this one. <clears throat> I would sing it, but I don't think so. I'll tell you what the, the, what the words say. The Lord tell me about this too. The song goes, who is this girl I see stand staring there back at me? When will my reflection show who I am inside? When will my reflection show? Oh, hallelujah. When there is a longing in your heart, when you know what's in you, when you know what you're capable of, but you don't see it, there should be a longing on the inside and a cry out on the inside of you that says, God, how long, how long, how long, how long do you manifest your glory? How long, how long there's so many sick around me? How long till I lay hands on them and all of them are healed and well? How long there's so much injustice in the land how long before you raise me up before I become that when will my reflection show when you believe in God for something not another house not another car not another mink coat not more money all these things are good but they won't last but the mark that you make in someone else's life, the mark that you make for Jesus, I will strike this world and leave a mark that cannot be erased. It's the passion that you have for him that becomes contagious. I want to live on fire for him. I want to live on fire for him. May there always be fire on the altar. And Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do, and greater works you do than these will you do, because I go unto my Father. We should have a desire to see that because Jesus said it. That drives us to the point of repentance. When you lay your hands on someone and you pray for them and you don't see something happen readily, go back and ask the Lord why. Why didn't they get up? Why didn't this happen? Why? If you go home and you turn on your light switch and you know that you paid your bill and the light does not come on, somebody needs to ask, why didn't that light come on? Is the bulb out? Why did a fuse blow in the, the fuse box or the breaker pop? Why? You don't just take it and sit in the dark all day. You have to ask why. Why when I lay hands, I don't see anything? Why? Why don't I have the power? Why when I walk by, people aren't healed? Why is my shadow not healing someone? Why? Why, Lord? Lord, why? Because I live in expectation of the power and the presence of God. You must begin to ask why. And unless you ask why, you'll sit in your house in darkness. Power's on. But something simple, the light bulb is out. But the fake church never questions why. 
When you're meant to have it, you're meant to walk in it, you're meant to be it. Why am I so sad? Why am I so angry? Ask him. Ask him. Why would you sit in silence? Why would you worry all the time? Ask him. Your father's willing to give it to you. He's willing to tell you. He's willing to pour out to you. He really is. There is an awakening that's happening right now in the body of Christ. I am just one voice crying out in the wilderness. There is an awakening. We are becoming voices that are crying out. There's an awakening that's going forth. And I told some of you of an experience that I had just, I believe, last week or the week before. When I was walking on my little elliptical, I heard the Lord began to, something, something began to happen to me as I began just to pray and just, I was praying in the spirit. That is praying in, in other tongues as the spirit of God gave me utterance. And as I was just praying and praying and praying, and I began to get louder and louder and louder, then I heard another voice say to me, you better be quiet. They're going to hear you over there talking about my neighbors. They're going to hear you because I began to get loud. Some of you know I can, I can get pretty loud. It's not my intent. But as I heard that voice, you better get quiet. They're going to hear you over there. Something rose up in me and said, I don't care. This is my house. I pay the mortgage here. I pay the bills here. Well, my wife and I do. Praise the Lord. I'm going to say it loud as I want to say. I'm going to pray as loud as I want to pray. Shortly after that, I began to feel power come upon my body. Every hair felt like on my arms. My body began to stand up and I began to feel so incredibly strong like I got pushed over a car. I felt the strength of God come upon me. Shortly after that, I, began, I went into my bathroom because I need to shave because I was getting ready to go. And while I'm, t I'm telling myself, Shekinah, while I was in there shaving, I heard, welcome back. It's good to see you again. And I felt like I had just woken up. Like, I felt like I was awake. Like something that I didn't realize, like a film or like a covering was over my life. And it was hindering me. But at that moment, it felt like my head finally came up out of it. And I could think and I said, wow, Lord, what is this? I became fully awake and fully alive. There is an awakening that is happening right now in the body of Christ. For a long time, there's been a veil over our faces. A veil over our faces. But now if you hear the clarion call of the spirit of God. If you would allow him to awaken you. And not act the part. Be it. There's a movie that we're going to be in a, in a few days. Uh, maybe a few weeks we're going to be 
be a part of that, and I play the role of a preacher at the end of it. Imagine that. Me playing the role of a preacher. And at the end of the movie, where my section is, I'm at the very end. This will be my second movie I've been in. First movie, I was also at the very end. But it's okay. I really don't desire a, a, a full role anyway. But in this movie, I have the, the job of, and it's called the sleepover. When it's out, everybody, make sure you look for the sleepover. In the movie, I have the opportunity to lead a young lady to the Lord. She's coming to the altar after having some wonderful experiences, and she's finally going to give her life to the Lord. And Pastor Nelson Robertson, I believe, wrote the play. It's a wonderful movie. I can't wait for you to see it. Anyway, she's going to come down to the altar, and I'm going to lead her, uh, lead her in prayer and lead her to the Lord. And I say all that to say this. I told, I told um, Pastor Nelson, the director, I said, I will prob probably be the only one in this movie that is, that is not acting. Because when I step in that pulpit and lead that young lady to the Lord on film, I won't be acting. I am that. I am that. I'm not acting. I am that. That is what I do. That is who I am. I have found my place in the kingdom of God. And I'm telling you to find your place in the kingdom of God. Find your passion. Find your place. Find your anointing. Find your assignment. Because it's time for you to be on. What kind of king will you be? What kind of king will you be? That when the day comes when you can no longer be separated from what you do, when they look at you and they say, he is that, she is that, that is who they are. That, you know, people are already having that experience now. They say, oh, he's a drunkard. You see that drink? They are that. Oh, he's, he's, a, he's an addict. They see that? They are that. Oh, she sleeps around. Oh, he sleeps around. You know, they are that garden tool. Yes, I said that. That is what they are. Unto the Lord changes them y'all know what I'm talking about can we be real for a moment please when you look at them you see who they are you don't have to be introduced it's in their face it's in their clothes it's in their demeanor it's how they walk. It is how they talk. They don't have to say, hang a sign over themselves. I am a night walker. I am a person for hire. You can hire me to do things for you. It is when you see them. It is the spirit that is upon them. The spirit identifies that. 
But if you see that in the natural, in the bad way, why can't when people look at you, they see Jesus through and through? When they look at you, when they hear your voice, not just a couple of minutes here and there, but we become that. I see God on you. I hear God in your voice. There's something about you. I'm not saying when you're all nicey-nicey and you give them what they want, then they say, oh, you're a blessed person, have a blessed day. Because sometimes the Lord is a roaring lion. And they'll see the strength of God within you. But his strength is always measured with his love. Are you hearing? In these last days, in these last days, there will be a fake church that will, as Timothy says, they will reject the power of God. The fake church is marked by those who will reject the power of God. The fake church is marked by those who will reject the power of God. But the real church is marked by those who receive and pursue the power of God. The fake and the real church are marked by the absence or presence of power. This power that I speak of is the power of the Holy Spirit. They reject the Holy Spirit, but we cleave to the Holy Spirit. He is he, Lord willing, we get to this next time. He is he that is upon you and also in you. And I want to end with this today. He is upon you, on you, for the world's sake. But he is in you for your sake. He is upon you for them. When the Lord tells the disciples, I want you to go to Jerusalem, and I want you to wait there, tarry there until you be endued with power. The word endued means to be clothed. Clothed with power. Listen to this illustration, then we're closing out shortly. If you look around this room right now, if you look just at me, with what I'm wearing today, how much of me do you actually see? What percentage would you say you see my, you see my hands, you see my face, rather you see my head, you see a little bit of my neck, you, you, you see my hands, right? Head, neck, hands. The rest of me, you see clothes. Lord said, wait at Jerusalem until you be endued or clothed with power. When people interact with me, some of you are going to hug me afterwards, and I'm going to hug you. I'm going to hug the stuffing out of some of you. That's just who I am. That's just what I do. When I hug you, you're going to feel my clothes. You're going to feel my clothes. When you embrace others, they should feel the spirit. God said, Lord said, he's going to 
clothe you with power. The first thing they should see is a spirit. Yes, you're involved there too, but they should see the spirit first. They should impact the spirit. You have to desire the spirit. Desire him. Speak to him. Jesus said, I'm going to go, but I'm going to send another comforter to you. I'm going to send the spirit to you. He's going to clothe you, and he's also going to be in you. The Holy Spirit is the power of God that you will need in this hour to, number one, to pray for the lost, that they come to repentance in Christ. Secondly, he's the one who will keep you as a sitting on that hill. He's the one who will continue to, if you allow him, keep that fire burning. He's the one who gives you unlimited power. The more you yield to him, the more you give in to him, the more of him you will see displayed in your life. The more you yield to him, the more of him you will see displayed in your life. Let me say that one more time. The more you yield to him, the more you submit to him, the more of him you will see displayed in your life. The only one that can hold back the power of God is you. The only one. So I pray today that you make a decision to allow him to have his way and become that king that you were always meant to be, that ruler that you were always meant to be. Your kingdom may be you and your family, your home. Your kingdom, may, I'm not sure how far your influence goes, but you do have a kingdom. And what kind of king are you? I thank you for listening today. And I'm going to pray. Father, we thank you for all those who have heard the word of God today. Lord, I pray that, that your word would just be infectious, that your fire will spread like a wildfire, that everyone we come in contact with will see your fire, will see your passion in us. Everyone we come in contact with, I pray, will receive the influence and the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit that just, that just flows from us. Father, I pray that we would just drip and ooze with the anointing because the world needs you now more than ever. More than ever. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would forgive us for the times that we put you away and we put other things before you, all the other idols we put in front of you, like idols of work, idols of relationship, idols of entertainment, television. We put a lot of things before you. Lord, I pray that we live a balanced life, a balanced life. There's time for entertainment. There's time for, for family. There, there's time for work. But Lord, when we get out of balance, there's the problem. We pray, Father God, that you will empower us by your spirit, that we would receive that power and walk in that power and experience your power. We love you, Father, and we thank you for speaking to us today. In Jesus' name, amen.
Now, for those of you that are joining us right now in this room and also online, if you've never made the Lord Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, now is your time. I believe the Lord has been dealing with you. And you know that this is your moment to make a choice. You realize that you cannot live your life rejecting God, but now the Spirit of God has convicted you, and you realize that you need him. Well, the Bible is very clear about how to be saved. It says, if you would believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you would be saved. It's about confessing. It's about believing and confessing. Baptism is what you do after you have confessed and believed. It is an outward showing, an outward demonstration or example of what God has done for you inwardly. Being saved is more than just a prayer. A prayer can help start the process, and we will pray, but it is not the entire process. It opens a door, but you must walk through it. So today I'm going to lead you in this simple prayer. Everybody here in this room and everybody that's watching right now, I'm going to lead you in this simple prayer. I want you to combine this prayer with your faith. And after we say amen, I need you to continue to walk with the Lord. Let him lead you and guide you into all truth, and he will show you things to come. So let's pray together. And just say, Father, I come to you, a sinner, in need of a Savior. I admit I have sinned. I have fallen short of your glory. But I believe in Jesus, in his death, in his burial, and his resurrection. And I ask you, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart, to live in me, to make me yours. And I will serve you all the days of my life as you show me how. I repent of my sins and I turn to you. Help me to continue to turn to you. And I will serve you all the days of my life as you show me how. Now fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me the evidence of a, of a changed life. I thank you, Lord, for saving me, for redeeming me. From this moment forth, I am yours and you are mine. You are my God. I am your people. You are my father. I am your child. I am your responsibility. I thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Well, my friends, if you pray that prayer out of the sincerity of your heart, I believe that the Lord has heard you, and I say, welcome to the family of God. Remember, it is not the prayer that saves you. It is Jesus that saves you. It is him in him alone faith in jesus well your next steps are join a good bible believing church where you are taught the word of god not a fake church but a real church it's time for you to be baptized in the name of the lord and continue to walk with him pray and study your bible listen to the bible there are many bible apps that will help you just listen to the word of god let it fill you and be encouraged and join us anytime. We're right here. Go to our website at Kingdom Rock.
www.faithfulfellowship.org. Let us know what, let us know of the decision that you made today. Share your testimony. Click the contact button. Share your testimony so that we can enjoy Jesus with you and rejoice with you. Until next time, remember Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.